This episode is sponsored by Binto, personalized for your body and no one else's. Binto is the women's health company on a mission to help women everywhere get access to safe and effective over-the-counter supplements, alongside access to licensed healthcare professionals, all for an attainable price point. Binto's subscription of personalized supplements made just for you delivers right to your door each month, so you never have to think about reordering your supplements or running out to the store. Your supplements come pre-dosed in individual daily packets with your name on them, so it's easy to stick to your supplement routine and enjoy taking them every day. Here's how it works. Go to mybinto.com, take the health survey, and get matched to your personalized supplement routine. The short survey will ask you general questions and questions about your reproductive health. You'll get matched to a suite of supplements just for your needs, and you'll get matched to real women's health providers like a nurse or physician assistant who will help you every step of the way. Binto was founded by women's health nurse Susie Devine, a fertility nurse who realized women were doing a lot of the guesswork themselves and waiting way too long to get answers and reliefs for their daily symptoms. Binto's providers offer online chat support and telehealth appointments to make sure you feel supported, informed, and empowered when it comes to your health. All of Binto's supplements are organic, non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, preservative-free, and made in the U.S. under good manufacturing practices guidelines. If you'd like to get your Binto supplement routine, get started today at mybento.com and up your glow with Binto. Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, happy Friday and welcome to another episode of Too Smart for This. It's me and today we are going to talk about a few different things. So clearly it is the one year anniversary of the pandemic and I wanted to talk about my journey throughout the last year and what it's looked like what I learned from it, and what I hope to see in the future. I also want to talk about Meghan Markle because that interview was so crazy, y'all. And then I also would love to get into the birth control and health provider chat that I've been having on my Instagram this week. And all of these things um, are going to come right after I talk to you about my favorites for this week. So you probably heard about my love for bento vitamins, um, which have I've been help- taking for a while now since like November, I think. They are incredible. And I love the fact that like I can have a personalized vitamin all the time. Another thing that has been boosting my mood in this last few weeks has been going to get an iced coffee in the middle of the day just to like break up my meetings. I always felt like if I like left my desk in the middle of the day, like something was wrong with me. But in reality, like it's completely fine. Like I can go on a walk and like the world's not going to end. So I love doing that. I get iced coffee with a little bit of oat milk or almond milk, sugar-free vanilla for wherever I'm at. And that is my order. Huge fan. Um, I only drink black coffee in the morning. That's hot. Um, no matter what. I'm sorry, but like you will never convince me to do otherwise. Then uh, another thing that has been making me feel good is nails. So I um, am going to get my nails done like for real this weekend because it's like that is something that like just makes me feel so much better. And I try not to do it because it's so expensive, but I realize like 
having that moment for myself is like the one thing I never really get to do and I really like want to do it. So I want to make that more of a priority. And as you know, I've also been dealing with like skin concerns and I just really don't feel good about my appearance right now, which has been triggered by the fact that like I recognize like I'm going to be fully vaccinated like four weeks from now, which means people are going to see me. And this journey of body acceptance and loving myself has been made easier in part because I don't have to see anyone and the way people are going to start showing skin again and that type of thing has just got like me extremely anxious to a point where like last night I had a full-on breakdown about it like sobbing the tears everything because I'm breaking out I don't feel good about my body um I even though I have been on my birth control since July which is the next one on implant I have felt like clear like there's been clear weight gain and I've eaten healthier or better for myself like and I have more consistent activity than like I guess ever before and I still just feel like everything I do like I can never get anywhere and it's so hard for like my mental health and it's so hard for my physical appearance and so I've just been feeling really down in terms of appearance lately and so if you are too I am here to validate you, especially if you're feeling that in relation to the fact that we all have to go back to the real world soon. And I just really don't feel like myself. So I really want to make an effort to focus on like improving my appearance in a way that makes me happy, not because of what other people think of me, but because like I just want to feel good in my own skin. So I try to bring it back to that instead of going into those toxic mindset spirals of like, oh, like I'm going to see people soon. So now I have to like be super restrictive, all that stuff. Instead, I'm trying to frame it as I'm going to do things that make my body and my mind happy. So all of this to say, um, uh, the nails are a super big favorite for me. Um, And now we can get into the other things that are making me upset, mad, whatever, sad. We'll discuss it all. So let's start with Meghan Markle. Bro, so some of you may know that I went to Northwestern University where Meghan Markle also attended, and she is also a Kappa, um, and she was also the rush chair in Kappa, which is the only reason I accepted the job when they offered it to me so that I could say I did the same thing as Meghan Markle. Huge fan of Meg. Um, love her so much. She started dating Harry when I was a freshman, and then they got married my sophomore year. Um, and then I was actually in London during the time of their announcement with, of their engagement, which was so cool. And then um, as this has all played out, it's been interesting to watch because it's sort of come at a similar time as the like abolished Greek life movement, which I continue to talk about because um, one of the big reasons I feel connected to Megan is that we were in the same sorority, but sororities and Greek life can cause a lot of toxic issues in terms of like elitism and racism. And I've always tried to be as transparent as possible. Like I joined that sorority out of survival mode of feeling like I needed to fit in with a white affluent group of people in order to be accepted and get anywhere in this society. So if you're a person of color and I've done that, like I don't blame you. Like, I forgive myself for doing it, but it did cause damage. And that's an important thing to note. Like, I did something that I was trying to do in order to stay, like, in order to achieve what I wanted to achieve, but it did cause damage to other people because Greek life within itself is such an archaic 
system that you can't reform it from within. So my whole thing and my friends who were people of color in in Greek life were like, we want to reform it from within. But after you try doing that, it's just impossible. Like I was rush chair for Kappa legacies, like people whose parents or grandparents or whatever, like they were favored in the process, which means more white rich people were favored in the process. And like until you completely get rid of a system and build a a new one, it's always going to be biased. So that aside, um, that's my my abolished Greek life rant. The way Meghan Markle has been treated in this process has been absolutely horrible. And something to note about this is her privileges. And so I feel like if you're listening to this, you're Team Meg. So I don't even need to talk to you about how disgusting she's been treated. But I will say something I have been seeing a lot of notice been drawn to is her light skin privilege. And that's something I want to touch on because when you're mixed, you have a unique set of challenges and you also have a unique set of privileges. So being light skinned means that you have more privilege to appeal to other white people or appeal to other people in power and to make changes through that appeal. However, you also have the unique challenge in a lot of people's cases of having parents and um, family members who just don't align with you whatsoever and just like don't believe racism is real. So for me, my white side doesn't really believe racism is real. It's Dr- Donald Trump supporters, all that type of thing. And despite having black family members, and that's how Meghan Markle's father actually responded to the whole situation and said he doesn't believe the Brits are racist. The Brits colonized damn near the whole world, and y'all want to say they're not racist. Okay. Anyway, that is contrasted with the fact that half your family is literally black. You're literally black. You have to deal with that 24-7. You have to deal with racism on your own. We saw the racism that Meghan Markle dealt with despite being a white-passing, gorgeous woman, and she literally was like eaten alive by these like press people and it drove her to consider suicide and a lot of that had to do with race and you can both have these light skin privileges and you can also have an intense intense like hatred and frustration surrounding you because of the color of your skin and so it's important to keep that nuance in mind um, for a lot of people. And I just hope you consider that as well. It's like just because she was light-skinned didn't mean that she was immune from racism, but just because she dealt with that racism doesn't mean that she doesn't have privileges in other ways. Like there's no way she would have gotten to that point without being light-skinned slash white passing, whatever. Moving on. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is that it's a year anniversary of the pandemic. I have have a unique, weird, frustrating, wild past year behind me. And I just want to reflect on what I've learned and like who I was a year ago and who I hope to be a year from now and like what I've really been working on. And so for context, a year ago was my senior year at Northwestern. We were just sort of told that like we would probably have a virtual final quarter. We were all, you know, figuring out what was going on and eventually learned we wouldn't have a graduation. Right before the pandemic, I went, I had a huge personal trauma happen that I'm not really ready to talk about, but I was not feeling great at all and was soon isolated from everybody. And that's when I started doing like really intense dieting, trying to change myself, trying to I was also studying for the GRE to get into my MBA programs. So it was like an intense time for me, I'll say that. But I recognize at that point, 
that I did not love myself. And so I told my therapist at the time that like I just don't have good self-esteem and something I learned about in the final class I took at Northwestern, which is called Marriage 101, which is about preparing yourself to be a good partner and learning about yourself and self-compassion is some tools for how to really like dig deep and love myself. And so we read a few books in that class. I read Untamed by Glennon Doyle, Super Attractor, Gabby Bernstein, all this stuff, and started to really recognize like having a relationship with myself and prioritizing having time for self-reflection was going to be a massive part of my life because if I didn't have time to just like think right talk to myself like I would not be where I am now and I had so many long walks throughout Evanston and later San Francisco where I just like really started to start to listen to myself and think like what do I want and what really pushed me towards that was after a few months of the pandemic when George Floyd was murdered I recognized that all this time I had spent like focusing on what other people wanted me to look like or act like I wasn't focusing on the things that really mattered in this world. And that's what led me to promise myself I would always try to use my voice, um, however vulnerable it caused me to be, to sort of help other people. And that um, is what led to me like even gaining a little bit of a platform by calling someone out who I just, her beliefs were not in line with mine. And I will continue to do that going forward. But um, the biggest thing I wanted to say is like what I've learned this past year is that I have to do a few things in order to be my best self that I hope will help you as well. And those few things are one, journal or make time for self-reflection in some way every single day. Two, identify your non-negotiables in your daily, weekly, monthly, yearly life. Um, For me, every week I have to have one day where I have no responsibilities and I can just do whatever I want. And I need that in order to be a productive person. And I need to have systems in order to feel like I'm getting things done and sort of I do really well with time batching and doing everything at once and just doing it for a month and it's all done with the exception of this podcast that I'm literally recording the night before. LOL. And then um, the third thing is to always have in your head questions to ask yourself when you start to feel a certain way that aligns with that older self that was is no longer serving you. So for example, I told you I've been feeling really down about my appearance lately, um, weight-wise as well as like with my skin. So something I had to ask myself, of course, after letting myself sob about it for a few hours with my boyfriend was, why do I care about this? What makes me happy? what is going to make me happy here? Because part of me is like, if I try to change my appearance, I'm not loving myself. You can love yourself and want to change your appearance at the same time because it's not really about changing my appearance. It's changing how I feel inside about myself. It's deciding to be happier than doing things that make me happier instead of things that lower my happiness level. You know, So having those sort of systems and questions and frameworks to deal with self-loathing thoughts that sort of reappear in hard times is important to do. And so March this time last year, I was in a very bad place. I do feel like this month has been the hardest time for me mentally. And I like this year specifically, just because of the um, birth control hormonal issues I'm having. And so I made the decision to go ahead and go off my birth control, which leads us into the next section of this, which is my birth control. I was on Nexplanon. I've been on Nexplanon for six months, and I think I've had um, lots of different hormonal issues. And something I noticed about myself is that 
I do this a lot with health issues. So I have MS and I've been on multiple different medications for my MS. And every time I was on a medication that really just didn't work for me and was like giving me horrible side effects and really affecting my quality of life, I never would tell a doctor that because I felt bad that I was not able to like handle the side effects, you know? So like I would have massive anxiety before going to get an infusion every month that I would have to get. And when I finally told my doctor that like I've had anxiety and like literally like have lost sleep, I've lost like days, I've uh, like all this stuff for my me- for this treatment. She was like, well, why don't we just switch your treatment then? And I was like, oh, I can do that? And it's like, of course you can. Like, it's your body. These are decisions you make for yourself. So I made that decision to get my next put on removed because I shouldn't have to deal with these side effects of bleeding every single day, of having like rapid weight gain and like water weight and hormonal issues just to live, you know? Like there can be other options. I need to find what's best for me and I don't need to stick it out so that other people think I'm strong enough. Like that's um, when it comes to your health, especially if you're a black woman, you have to advocate for yourself. And everyone would always say that and I didn't know what it meant, but it means that when you're in a moment where you don't feel supported or you don't feel good about your health, that you ask for something better because they can always figure something out and something will always be better for you. So that is what I will leave you with this week. I'm glad we got to touch on all these topics. These have all been weighing heavy on my mind. I really just this weekend think I might take a social media break, but I feel anxious about that because story views, I'm sure you've heard, have just been cut in half, which is really affecting like um, all these goals that I had for brand partnerships and stuff. But that aside, I have just not been feeling great mentally this week. If you aren't either, I'm with you. Don't forget, though, to advocate for yourself. Make time for that self-reflection because that's what's going to help you recognize what you do and don't like and prevent you from doing it more in the future. So I am so grateful if you stayed to the end of this episode. If you did, go comment on my Instagram, my most recent Instagram or TikTok or something and be like, hey, girl, that was so lame. Anyway, (laughs) appreciate you all. Don't forget that you are too smart to not advocate for yourself and set your own boundaries and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.